Hey friends, are you craving connection on a deeper level with high caliber women? Well, I've got the perfect evening for you. If you live in the Twin Cities area of Minneapolis, St. Paul, or want to visit, I invite you to join me for an intimate evening of rich conversation, fabulous food, and new connections. Just send me an email at hello at barbarachurchill.com with the subject line, invite me to dinner, and I'll make sure to put you on the list to get all the information. This is happening early 2024, and you'll definitely want to be there. You are listening to episode seven of the Create What You Crave podcast, the one where you learn what people-pleasing is really about. Welcome to the Create What You Crave podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to be your best self as a leader at work and in life. If you want to bring more authenticity, more boldness, more clarity, and more fun to your world, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Barbara Churchill. Here we go. Hey, 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 how are you? Here we are again for another episode of Create What You Crave. I hope you're getting a lot out of this series I've been doing on what I call the four derailers. And these are behaviors that keep you stuck and stressed out. So if you want to start at the beginning of this, you can listen to episodes four, five, and six, or you can go back and listen after this one. There's really no right or wrong to that, but just be sure that you listen to all of them. Okay. So how are you, my friend? Really? I want to know how you are. And I know you can't really tell me live right now because I'm recording this, but I want you to think about that. I want you to ask yourself, what do I need right now? If you're having a hard time coming up with the answer, then today's episode is definitely timely. It's about people pleasing. And that third derailer that I've talked about, I'm going to talk about that today. All right. If you've ever heard yourself or someone else refer to you as a people pleaser, please don't despair and don't judge yourself either. It's not who you are. It's what you do. It's a behavior that has deep roots in your upbringing because of the messaging that you received. So let's not label it as wrong or bad. Okay. Let's just notice that it exists. And I'm going to share some ways to manage it today. So perhaps you've heard that people love you because they know you'll do whatever it takes to make other people happy, right? It feels great to hear that, but there's a flip side to that. And lately you've taken on every request that's been asked of you, even when you don't want to do it. Or maybe you feel guilty every time you have to say no. People pleasers tend to do anything possible to avoid conflict, even if it means turning into an entirely different person, which is why you might have a difficult time showing up authentically in your role as a leader. You think your worth depends on how other people see you. People pleasers need validation from others to feel good about themselves. A people pleaser is a type of person who constantly goes above and beyond to make other people feel good. So if this is you, if this describes you, you usually put your own needs to the side to cater to everyone else's needs. People pleasing usually comes from a place of insecurity. So the more you behave this way, the more likely you are to feel burned out, stressed out, and resentful toward those people that you always help. So the result of that is you feel so physically and emotionally drained, you can't even meet your own needs. If any of this sounds familiar, 
oh, my friend, I feel for you. I get it. This is not one of my derailers, but I have coached hundreds of clients who deal with this on the regular. I've created a list of behaviors based on my own work with those leaders that you might recognize. So again, no judgment here. See if you see yourself in this because noticing and realizing this is really the first step to making any kinds of shifts. Okay. So here we go. The first thing is you have a really hard time saying no. It's because you want to be accepted and liked by everybody. You think the best way to do that is by being overly agreeable. And you feel guilty setting boundaries and saying no, and tell yourself that others need you more than you need yourself. And you don't even set boundaries because you want to be helpful and you feel bad about saying no to other people. So you just continually say yes to what cost, right? Another way to identify this is that you feel super anxious about other people's opinions of you. I call it OPO, other people's opinions. This also stems from insecurity. I mean, you have fears about how other people see you. So you turn yourself inside out to fit into whatever box they need you to be in, even if you're not being true to yourself. So notice if that is something that you're doing. Another way is you never have you time. You don't schedule any kind of alone time or dedicated time for yourself so that you could always be available for other people. And even if you do have time alone, if you're asked to do something during that time, you make yourself available immediately and you totally skip over whatever it is that you need. But here's the kicker with this. You often feel angry and feel taken advantage of when people continue to accept your help. So it's really this double-edged sword that you've created. Another way, there's fourth way to figure out if this is you, you apologize for things you don't need to apologize. You feel like you're responsible for everybody else's feelings and reactions to everything. So you own things you don't need to take on and they don't have anything to do with you. And you find yourself saying sorry a lot, like you're even apologizing for being around. I see this so often in in women leaders, especially, and you need a lot of approval. You have a history of needing to get approval. So you people please, because the validation you feel is great in the short term, right? You don't think about the long-term effects. You might have low self-confidence, low self-esteem. You look to external validation to fill the holes inside you that really can't be filled without doing that internal work and validating yourself. You look outside yourself to someone else to tell you you're good enough. And you agree in order to be liked. This is huge. I see this so often. You say yes to be accepted and you succumb to peer pressure because your brain tells you this will make people like you and accept you. You also don't like conflict and avoid it like the plague. So what's the fastest way to to avoid that? Say yes, right? Then it's done. And lastly, you fear being labeled as selfish. You're scared of being called selfish because that would mean that you're putting your needs ahead of the needs of other people. And that is such a foreign concept to you. And I'm here to tell you, our society makes the word selfish a bad thing. Sometimes it can be, 
But you know what? Taking time for yourself is a good way to be selfish. So those are eight ways to tell if you're a people pleaser. So how many of these do you have? How many of these behaviors do you have? Three of them, five, all eight? No worries, my friend. Again, this is just really good information for you to see how you're showing up. And then you get to decide if you want to make a shift. So now that you know the behaviors, what are you going to do? What do we do about it? You know you're a people pleaser. Now what, right? First, you have to decide whether you want to do something about it or not. And if you do, decision is the first step in making any shifts, large or small. So decide. Next, start to pay attention to when these behaviors show up. What are you doing? Is it restricted to your work environment or does it spill over into your personal life too? Notice what you're thinking in these moments when that urge to please is so strong. What thoughts are running through your mind? What's your inner dialogue saying to you? And how does that chatter make you feel? Are you anxious? Are you nervous? Frustrated? Worried? Start to create a habit of doing this, and it will give you great insights into your mind because that's where all the drama resides between your ears. Our brains create all of this drama, all this unnecessary drama. So when you start noticing this, that is a huge first step to making any kind of change. And this is really good news, right? Because it means you have the power to change whatever it is you want. And I have a couple of suggestions on how to begin to heal the disease to please. Okay, you ready? The first one is start sharing your opinion. Since you're so used to agreeing with everyone, sharing your opinion might seem like monumental, but it's really not. I invite you to start small. Share your thoughts on topics that you really aren't that heavily invested in, right? Don't start off with politics or religion or any of those big ticket items, right? Give your opinion on like a new movie that you've seen or, you know, choose the restaurant for a date night. Prioritize your weekend to-do list. Start with the small stuff. And once you've practiced that and you feel pretty strong in those small things, move up to the bigger items like sharing your thoughts in a meeting at work or being direct with your team on a project that isn't going well and what your expectations are. Okay. Practice, 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 practice doing that to build that muscle of using your voice. You have an opinion and it's time to be heard. Another way to deal with this is, and I know this is a biggie for a lot of people. No is a complete sentence, my friend. Did you know that? <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've listened to my clients explain to me why they said no to someone. Women in particular feel that we need to explain or justify why we're saying no. We just give them this long story of why we're saying no. We've been raised. We have to be nice. We have to comply. We have to adjust our needs. We have to make their lives easy. Well, never mind the cost of our life, right? I think it's all BS. So stop apologizing. No is a complete sentence. So the next time someone asks you to do something and you feel that need to please just kind of bubbling up, pause and say, no, that doesn't work for me. And then just stop talking. Just stop talking. 
Don't tell them why. Don't make excuses or apologize for saying no. Just no, that doesn't work for me. And then done. You're done, 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 right? The next thing I want to talk about is boundaries. And man, I think boundaries get a really bad rap. And I think a lot of people don't understand what a real boundary is. But I want you to be clear first on what you want and what you don't, because you have to know that. You have to know what you're willing to do and what this boundary is. Boundaries are not ultimatums, okay? Don't try setting boundaries without this clarity. You really have to spend some time with yourself to know what you want and what you don't. And then you'll have some responses prepared from when you have to set up those boundaries. I totally invite you to do that. You can use a couple that I've prepared for you, or you can use some of your own. It doesn't matter. But having practiced this, run through this, say them out loud, that's how they will come out a lot easier when you need them. Okay. So you try this one on for size. I'll have to pass on that project. I'm at capacity. Now I know what's happening. <laughs> Your body right now is like, what did she just say? She said, I could say, no, I'm at capacity. Yes. You're at capacity. Everybody's at capacity. We can't do anymore. You can say, no, it's okay. I'm not saying that you won't get pushback. I'm saying you need to know where your boundaries are. Another one is, hey, I have plans that day, but thanks for thinking of me. Simple, to the point, clear, nothing else. Last one is, I won't be able to make it. Done. You don't need to tell them why. You don't need to tell them what's going on. It's none of their business. Boom, it's done. But notice how your brain is going to want to add more. Don't. It's enough. Trust me, it's enough. Notice how people will ask you to defend your answer because they're not used to that, right? They're not used to hearing no from you and they're not used to having boundaries from you. So they're used to you saying yes to everything and they're going to push you a little bit and they're going to ask questions that really aren't any of their business. Have you ever noticed that? I remember going to a dinner party the first couple of years that I was sober. Oh my gosh, it was so hysterical. The host asked me what I wanted to drink, which, you know, I was used to because that's what our society does. Wherever you go somewhere, people want to give you alcohol, right? So my response was, hey, I'll have a tonic with a lime, or if you don't have that, I'll just have water. And this guy was just like shocked. And he began to list all the alcohol he had ready for me to consume, right? I mean, he was just like, but I have this and I have this and I have this. And I thought, oh my God, it's so not about me, what I want. It's all about him. And so I again stated, you know, hey, I'll have tonic and lime or water. And then he said, well, why aren't you drinking? And I thought, oh my gosh, what an incredibly inappropriate question, right? If you think about this, he had absolutely no idea why I wasn't drinking and it wasn't any of his business. I mean, maybe I was in recovery, which of course I was, right? Maybe I had a loved one killed by a drunk driver. Maybe I killed someone when I was driving drunk. Maybe I have allergies. Maybe I was pregnant and I wasn't ready to announce it yet. I mean, who knows? Who cares? It was none of his business. And it was very clear he had no respect for my boundaries at all. But it was up to me to stand firm. And it's up to you too to do the same. Okay. And another way you can help yourself with this is take time to respond. 
because you so badly want to please people, you probably agree before you've given yourself time to think whether this is really something that you want to do or whether you have the capacity to do it. And then you find yourself feigning illness to get yourself out of that commitment that you really didn't want to do in the first place. So since you've probably been behaving like this for most of your life, people are used to you doing things for them, right? So now they're going to be appreciative. Most people are appreciative, right? But there are some people who will take advantage of your perceived generosity and you know who they are. They're going to come to you and they're going to say, oh, but you can do it better or you can do it faster or it's easier for you than it is for me. And then they're going to want you to do it. Don't get sucked in. Give yourself time to decide if you want to help out or not. If you do, great. Look at your calendar, see if you can actually fit it in, and then be specific on when you'll be tackling this project. If you don't, then go back to saying, no, this doesn't work for me. Your brain's going to scream at you that you're going to lose their respect, or you're going to lose their friendship, or they're not going to like you. Remember, your brain is all about keeping you safe. So when you say no, your brain's going to freak. It's okay. It's okay. Just allow it to freak a little bit, notice it, and then take control of your brain and choose the thoughts that serve you. So try these and have them in your back pocket again. Hey, let me get back to you on that. That's going to give you time to think. Or I don't have my calendar with me, so let me check and I'll get back to you. Do not whip out your phone and check your calendar right then and there. Allow yourself the space, right? Or, hey, let me think about this for a little bit and I'll circle back at the end of the week. You're telling them that you will consider it and you'll get back to them. A lot of people want the answer ASAP and they're used to you giving it to them ASAP. It's okay for you to take time. So I want to be really clear on this. Wanting to help people or make people feel good isn't a bad thing. Doing it constantly at the expense of your own mental health in order to gain approval or acceptance or to validate your worth is exhausting and it's not sustainable. You, my friend, are worthy just because you breathe. So start with these suggestions, practice them daily to build that muscle and feel your self-confidence totally go through the roof. Have a beautiful week. And remember, I believe in you. Hey, if you love this episode and want to dive deeper into what's possible for you, I invite you to schedule a call with me where we can discuss what it takes to get out from under the weight of self-doubt and step into the real you unapologetically. It's simple. Just visit barbarachurchill.com to book your complimentary call now. Remember, subscribe and review this podcast because I really want to hear from you. I'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.